Right, good evening. Welcome to the 12th Man Podcast. Uh, first of 2022. Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year, mate. Happy New Year, lads. Yeah, it's, right. I'll ask you how you're feeling in a minute. But um, you've got me, Steve Jackson. I'm in the main chair, as usual. Um, we've got Mr. John Donovan with me. Evening, mate. Hello there. You okay? Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, we've got Mr. John Cutler with me. Um, evening, evening, John, your eyes? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Thanks. Hope you still were well as well. Yeah, good. Um, so, how are we doing, fellas? Everything all good? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, get the busy Christmas period over and done with. Uh, and just back to uh, dull January now. But, yeah, back to work today. Uh, and feeling okay. Good. John, same with you. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Busy Christmas, but I'm not really one for New Year, so it was a quiet New Year's Eve for me. Just a couple of drinks at home. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to go back to work today. Uh, but good old um, Omicron got in the way of that. So, yeah, isolating for a week. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. But, yeah, what can you do? Hopefully I'll be out before Mansfield, so that'll be good. So. In this cost, anyway. Get well soon, anyway, mate. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's just a call, so it's fine. I'm okay. Um, but so yeah, we're going to talk about uh, first half of the season because we are past the halfway stage now with our our 2021-22 campaign. Um, been a hell of a campaign so far, so we've got a little bit to talk about there. We'll talk about Blackpool. Um, the God, the, the absolute limbs in the 93rd minute. Um, we'll have a little chat about Sheffield United because it was a bit, a bit of a talking point, wasn't it, up and down the country of how it was threat, how it was labelled. And then we'll preview the cup game on Saturday um, where the big boys, including us, enter the third round and we take our trip to Mansfield. So, yeah, got a little bit of talk about. So, yeah, should be good. Um, right. 2020, so 2021, obviously we've started in August um, as normal this this season because last season was a bit of a delayed start. Um, but I say, who wants to start on how up and down this season's been? Because we've gone through quite a lot, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't mind starting. You know, I mean, um, at the start of the season, um, with all the personnel changes in the summer, I was uh, I was quite optimistic, you know, that the the, the squad of players that we had um, would would do well, would 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 challenge for uh, at least at least playoffs or just outside, you know. But I, I thought the squad of players that we had um, could have made the playoffs um, as the season transpired. You know, we, we started off with a warm one at Fulham, but. Um, we were just far too uh, inconsistent, you know, to um, to establish ourselves in in that top six uh, group. We, we would we would get sort of some some great results, you know. Um, and I remember Sheffield Sheffield uh, United at home two 0 you know. But then again, I similarly remember a two 0 away to Coventry, three two at home to. to QPR, um, you know, Forest away, winning 2-0. Uh, and 
getting beat at home by Blackpool away to Hull, it was just far too inconsistent. We never really got um, a lengthy run of wins or even unbeaten games. Um, and, and that meant we were fluctuating from about 16th to 10th in, in, in the table. Uh, and it was it was a really frustrating time. Um, and that that to me was, that's how I would describe sort of Warnock's part of this season. It was just frustrating. It was, um, it, it, you felt as though you were, you were gaining after a couple of good performances, but then you immediately got immediately got a setback, and 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 you were you were left scratching your head, thinking, "Well, where did that come from?" I, I just I didn't get it. You know, with all his experience, I thought this division would have been um, would have been, and the squad of players that we had would have been his to uh, to to stamp stamp the mark on it, but he, he didn't do that. Um, and as a result, you know, uh, the, the club decided that they were going to have a change of manager. And Wilder come in, um, starting against Millwall, and we've seen the impact he's made. Definitely. I mean, what, what did you think of the change of, of uh, I suppose, change of leadership and management? Were you a fan of it at well, the time? Well, I, I remember walking away from West Brom after we'd secured the draw there and um, we played okay. Uh, Coburn scored, I think it was, wasn't it? First yeah. half. Um, and, and and they got a second half equaliser. I thought, point, that, that's okay from from a good team who were, who were top two at the time. Um, but then coming away, my phone buzzes and just get loads of messages. Um Saying that, you know, during the game, sorry, sorry, after the game, when when the players and all the management team come over, you sensed something was different, something was odd. Um, and there was a realisation that he's waving, he's waving goodbye there, you know. And, uh, and that's when, obviously, the news broke and I was getting messages on my phone and um, I, I was sort of stopped in my tracks walking back to the bus thinking, oh, bloody hell, that, that, that's taken me by surprise. I wouldn't say I was massively disappointed. I was more shocked. Um, and then when, the like a few hours later, the stories came about his replacement, I turned to excitement. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, I remember the bus journey home yeah. was, first of all, one of sort of like, um, it just... Yeah, shock and, and bewilderment. Then all of a sudden, when it dawned on people that uh, who his replacement would be, it was one of um, you know real real excitement that um, he could he could turn this season around. Didn't realise it would be so quick in which he done it, but um, that's certainly what he's done, Chris Wilder. He certainly has. I mean. I remember that bus journey home, actually. Um, sure. Yeah it, was a bit, yeah, it was a bit of confusion, wasn't it? Like, we didn't know what was going on. And obviously, say by the time we hit the uh, the A1, say, like you say, it just turned to a bit of excitement. And we thought, you know, this could be this could be exciting. It could be a big step forward. And these last two months have shown us that um, 
yeah, there's been so much potential that we've we've got in this squad. It's been been a crazy nine, ten weeks, hasn't it? Well, it is. I mean, he's got he's got the same set of players playing um, in a totally different way, um, a more front foot, forward looking team. Players who seem to be more comfortable in their role know what they're doing. And it, 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 it's worked. It's worked. The first two games, obviously, draw against Millwall, defeat to Preston. Um, they could easily have been um, wins for, for, for us in both them games, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But since then, the, the run that we've gone on has been, it's, it's been fantastic. And I think everybody, every fan has been surprised how quick uh, that he's managed to turn things round. And the fact that we've now got a January window open and he's already made his first acquisition with obviously rumours linking us to other players who look as though they could improve on the squad that we have. It just builds the excitement. Um, And... I know that a lot of fans I, I speak to now are no longer looking for top six, they're looking for top two. Yeah, I got that when, um, I mean, I, after Blackpool, I, I, won't be, I won't be ashamed to admit, I booked my hotel for, for me. I'm not going to lie, I did. And lots of people did say to me, well, no, we're targeting top two now. And um, I was lucky enough to speak to TalkSpot a couple of days ago um, about 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 the borough and about our, our season so far and what we've got coming up and they say they, they seem to think there was a, a general consensus that we could be that team that, that fires our way up the league so you know it's, it's exciting it's an exciting few months to come I think but um, I'll come to you John uh, you were one, one of one of the biggest fans uh, you were quite disappointed <laughs> when you went um, how did you you know how have you found 2021 so far well season so far should I say well, I think you can say the only consistent thing about our performances in the first half of the season was that they would be inconsistent. We didn't know it was good. Nick Warnock didn't know his best team, did he? We weren't we weren't consistently putting the same players out every week. You had the same same things from him about it's probably a mid-table team, we need strengthening, blah, blah, blah. Where there was a bit, it was very divisive when he was here. But one thing since Wilder's come in, whether you thought he'd do a good job or not, I bet there's not one Borough fan now that's not excited about what could possibly happen in the next four or five months of this season. Because I can't believe, I can't believe the turnaround, to be honest. The style of football, it's it's a play it's I mean we go we go to watch us win, but now we're going and we're watching football that's pleasing on the eye. It's attacking football with I mean, Johnny Housen, for take Johnny Housen, for example, under Warner. There was people saying he wasn't even where he was placed and that his legs had gone, he finished. He's running around like a 25-year-old now. He's been absolutely rejuvenated under while. He's been fantastic. And I think you can say that about the bulk of the squad. We can see they're enjoying playing the style of football and what he's trying to do. So, you know, like I say, I, I, I don't see any fans now that, that aren't excited about what could possibly happen. Forget the playoffs. We're seven points away from Blackburn and we're second. Let's let's have a real goal. I hope, I hope Steve, which I'm sure he will, will back Wilder in this window 
and I'm really, really optimistic about what could happen. I'm very excited about the, the next few months. Well, John, there's quite a lot of fans feeling the same because, as we know, um, there's well over a thousand half-season tickets being sold. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know um, whether that's usual, but the club have never mentioned it before. Um, they've never mentioned it in previous um, sort of uh, seasons that we, we've sold uh, a thousand. So I, I think th- there is a genuine, um, a genuine belief out there now that um, Chris Wilder can can achieve with us what he achieved with Sheffield United. Absolutely. Well, well I, tell, I mean, there's still fans. I know the club officially put a clause on um, half season cards, but there's still fans going towards the club and saying. I want to buy a season ticket for the rest of the season. How much do you want from me? Which shows that you know fans are really are getting on board with what he's bringing to the club and what he's doing this season because it's it's momentum is building so much. It's it, the more fans that get on board. I know people don't like you know people jumping on board at this stage. Say, I don't care. I just want to see the Riverside full and and what he's doing is making people want to go and watch Borough play football again. Well, yeah, I mean, Boxing Day home games are traditionally well attended. Um, and I know Forrest brought um, their, their full allocation down. But to get 29 plus thousand there um, amid all the, shall we say, fears of, of the Omicron variant and, and this, that and the other, um, and, and the checks that would um, have to take place, to get 29,000 plus in on Boxing Day spoke volumes for the, um, the, the, the confidence that he's brought to, to Borough fans um, in general. And, and I hope that um, those, that, those casual supporters that went on Boxing Day, if, if they are Teesside based and they're not just people returning from working away, I hope we can entice more to the Riverside on a regular basis because, um, I mean, how good was it after Boxing Day? How, how good did you feel? Um, I, with it, with, with it, I don't know whether you lads went home, whether or not you stayed in town or whatever. I stayed in town. And how good was the feeling? Oh, everywhere was... I mean, I mean... Honestly, sorry. I was, I was going to say, everywhere was buzzing. Like, it, the whole atmosphere, it's just amazing how it's changed in such a short space of time you've got. I looked at these tenants and I saw it was twenty. I think it was 20, just under thirty thousand, like on Boxing Day. I never thought in a million years that Warnock could attract that, simply because of the style of football he played. I know it was successful at times; it got us points on the board, it got us up the table at times. But some people don't come for football for that; they come for the full package. And I feel Wilder's providing that now, and I do believe that a lot of people went on thinking I could go watch that again. And I may yeah. come back for Reading. I may come back for for the games after, you know, um, you know, derbies coming up in February. You know, teams like that. It, people are going to come back, and and I say like you like you said, JT. I hope I hope people do think, you know, what I'm going to get myself involved. And and like I said, with the season tickets, people are still jumping on board saying I want one. So hopefully, 
we get more important people jumping up at the other side when we're, when they're next next Saturday. I mean, let's be honest, lads. You've probably got people in for the last five years that have went to watch the football, and, and although we go every week, it's not been great to watch. And they've maybe thought, I've had enough of this. There's other things I can do with the money. And you couldn't really argue with that. But if they took their sons or their daughters or their girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever and they've went to watch that, there could not have been a better advert to come back and watch more of that. If, if, if that doesn't put an extra five, 500 and maybe even 1,000 seats on the crowd and we keep playing that, it's just going to attract more because they'll, they'll tell their mates of how well we're playing and where they'll get round, which I'm sure they've heard about it already, but seeing it in the flesh, how well we performed. That first half, especially, they'd lost one one in 17, wasn't it? And we could have been easily 4-0 up in that first half. We were absolutely fantastic. And people will be walking away from that and thinking, I tell you what, I'm going to go back from the next home game. And let's hope they do. Yeah, well, the number of times we've um, we've drawn a big crowd in um, on, like you said, Boxing Day, for example, or... or uh, you know, a, 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 another big occasion. We, we've drawn big crowds in and we've let ourselves down. Um, yeah. The match has been poor. We've not won. Um, and those people, those um, people who, who only come on a sort of like per occasion basis have come away thinking, well, yeah, I haven't missed out by not going uh, early on in the season. But like you said, John, the fair that they witnessed on um, on Boxing Day, I don't think anybody could have walked away from that ground who was a Borough fan and not thought, I enjoyed that. I, I really did enjoy that. Exactly. I mean, I spoke to someone after the game. It was his first game since the Premier League day. So we're talking, what, four years ago now? And he said, I'll be, I, he, he, said, I'll be back for Reading. Said I, that's, he said that's the first game of football I've enjoyed because I've got because usually he thinks about going. He's like, oh yeah, it's usually it's the usual shot we usually get. But he came out. And it, thought, I really enjoyed that. Was and it Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> but um, I can do that now. I've got a deep voice at once. <laughs> but um, yeah, he said he said he would come back and watch football again. So if people are doing that after not going for four years. Imagine what the people are doing that usually just go on a Boxing Day or a New Year's Day or you know a big a big game like I don't know like Brighton was or the playoff games or you know things like that. So you know it's 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 nothing but it's nothing but positive at the moment, and I'm starting to feel the positivity around the whole setup, fans, club, player, players, owners, um, recruitment. Everything's going really well at the moment, but. Well, we're going in the right direction, aren't we? That's certainly the case. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, we are. We are about time as well. We're going in the right direction. Everything seems to be pointing in the same direction as well. There's not something holding us back. Like we've had recruitment holding us back a couple of times in the past, where our signs haven't been brilliant. But now we've got the recruitment team aligned with the management, who are aligned with the owners. Everybody wants the same thing, and they're not. There's no disagreements from the outside. Everything seems to be going reasonably well, and the uh, yeah, it's going really well. 
when was the last when was the last time we had fans and the club with the same positivity? I mean, even even under Ito, and I've said many times in the past, I don't care about the style of football, it's all about winning. But we still had dissenters amongst fans when Ito was winning and we were going for promotion. I'm not even that now. I'm, I'm just seeing everybody pushing in the same direction. And I can't remember the last time as a club that happened. Exactly. I, I'm exactly the same. Like, I can't remember. I mean, even when Gary Moult came in and we all thought, you know, he's just going to take us straight back up the amount of money he spent. It wasn't the case. You know, You know, people are still, oh, I don't want any more of it. Everybody's a big fan of Chris Wilder and they're all seeing exactly what, what's coming, which is, which is amazing to see. Yeah, new managers tend to get like an initial uh, sort of push out of the players, doesn't he? You know, because they, they want to impress. But his first two games resulted in one point. The performances were good, but we just got one point. But this isn't just a new manager bounce, as I call it. This, this is sustained. Um, and now he's bringing in players um, to, to make competition for places harder to make the quality of the squad better. So, yeah, it's, it's certainly grounds for optimism. His interviews go a long, his interviews go a long way as well, because he, he comes, he's very passionate. He, he makes no mistake. And he, he want, if the players won't do what he wants them to do, they won't be here. I mean, I think it was the, was it the Preston game after when we were winning and he came out and said, if you want to be individuals, go and play tennis because you won't play for me. You know, Nick Warnock, we used to think was honest. But I think with Wilder, I think it's, it's a little bit different. Like you say, you can see the style of football. It's very attacking. It's pleasing on the eye. And I don't think you'll suffer fools either. No, I don't think you will. I mean, yeah, Warnock... Um... It, it it's it, his press conferences sort of was about him, wasn't it? If you know what I mean, his getting himself across as is like um, the personality. Whereas Chris Wilde is all about the the team that us. It's about us, not me or any individual, and I think that's what comes across. Exactly, passion. That's how that's how it should be. He's passionate about what. You know what he wants to do with the club, and he, he I feel like he, he, he feels the same way as we do about the project. You know, we he wants it to go as, as well as we all want it to. Obviously, we want it to go as brilliantly, but he, I, I feel like he's putting his heart and soul into it, which is exactly what I want from a manager. I don't want someone to come in and just say, "Yeah, I'm doing a job. That's all I'm doing." He just, I don't feel like he's doing that. I feel like he's doing something a bit bigger. Yep. Well, Listen, he, he, he wants to test himself in the Premier League. He's, he's done it with Sheffield United. And the only way the only way he will do that is either is by doing a good job with us, which could lead to him getting another job. Let, let's make no mistake about that. But if that does happen, we are going to have improved massively and be successful under his leadership. It's just where we are at the moment. He's, you can see the hunger and the passion in him every single press conference. Uh, and you're watching it and you think to yourself, it's a load of bullish, we're eating the same every week. But I, I, I genuinely am really happy with everything I'm seeing from him. Well, the, 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 um, he must be really hurt by 
what happened at Sheffield United is because it's his team, it's in his heart. So he, he probably he wanted it more than um, than most managers, you know, who just come in to do a job uh, against a team where they have no um, heartfelt aff- uh, affiliation to. So that must have really hurt him. Um, and it's a blemish, the only blemish on his CV. So he's wanting to put that right. Uh, and he's working hard to put that right. And, and if he does it at our club, then of course other clubs, bigger clubs, will look at him and say, we want him. But like you say, if it's if he goes to another club, it means that he's done well with us. And that's what we want as fans. Be disappointing, but he'll have got us to where we want to be. Exactly. Um, before I move on, um, I've got two questions for the pair of you. I'll start with you, JD. Um, play of the season so far and the position will finish him. Right, OK. Uh, play of the season so far. I'm going to go for uh, Paddy McNair. Um I just think he's been very consistent. Um, even when he's... There's some games that he's been outstanding and other games where he's been very good. Uh, he just gives us a level of consistency, which which I like. Um, there's, there's others who, who can fall into that uh, category also, but I, I'm going for Paddy McNair. And where do I think we'll finish? I think we'll finish... Fourth or fifth? I'll I'll I'll, I'll go for fourth. Do me. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope it's better. That'll do me, John. Uh, I think you all knew how good Paddy was. For me, I'm going to say Crooks because when when we bought him, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know that much about him. I've been massively impressed with him. I think I think he's been excellent for us, and he's played the bulk of the games. So yeah, I'll go for Crooks. And position-wise, I don't see any reason at all why we can't finish above Blackburn. Blackburn, whether we've got enough, depending on this month, whether we've got enough to catch the top two. But anyone else in that division, West Brom included, their type of football, it's not pleasing on the eye. I'm not scared of them. Whether we can finish in the top two, I'm not sure. So I'll go third. Okay, Steve, what about you? Uh, play of the year. Um, I'm going to go Paddy McNair. I think, I think where he's been asked to play, whether in defence, holding midfielder, or even a more attacking midfielder, which he has done a couple of games, he's done the job. He hasn't let us down. He hasn't He hasn't made a balls up of massive proportions uh, like, like other players have done. He hasn't been inconsistent. He's just been... His usual self, and it's just been brilliant. Um, and I think we'll finish third uh, this season. I think I still think the top two have a bit too much. I think the pulling power that Bournemouth and Fulham will have because the Premier League will be too much for us to cope with. Um, but apart from that, I think we've got more than more than enough capability to bring in players that will keep us up with Blackburn, the West Brom. Because I think that'll be your top five. We'll be in there with Blackburn and West Brom. 
and then let whoever fight let them fight you out for sixth. I don't care about the level series because that's who obviously we're going to be playing the playoffs. So yeah, I think third. So there you go. But um, yeah, if um, and we'll fire that out as well to to everybody else. Um, and we'll come back to them predictions as well at end of January. Obviously, when our business is done, see if we've uh, done enough business to think we'll actually go top two or even better champions. You know, let's let's think big. Um, and we'll have a look again at the end of January. But we'll fire, fire that out to everybody on the on the all social channels and uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Right, Blackpool. So there was obviously a lot of talk about Blackpool. Was it going ahead? Wasn't it going ahead? They didn't want it to go ahead. They had. This is the bit that really annoys me about this situation at the moment. They didn't. They didn't blame solely COVID cases. They had COVID in injury. I don't think injury should be brought into it. Personally, I think that's wrong. If you've got injuries, you've got injuries. Tough shit. Get on with it. Not our problem. But you know, the game did go ahead. Obviously, we got a huge three points, but I'll start with you, JD. What did you make of the whole situation regarding they wanted it, you know, abandoning, they wanted it postponing, but we wanted to crack on, and then they said, well, we actually do want to crack on. It was a bit of a confusion one, wasn't it? Yeah. um, I I think games have been called off um, willy-nilly, to be honest, Uh, under the guise of um, sort of COVID cases. I mean, Blackpool, did they have one or two, was it, positive tests? Um, but but to, to try and get the game off through the, the players that they couldn't feel because of COVID cases, injuries and suspensions, well, they're part and parcel of football injuries and suspensions. I mean, when we tried to call a game off um, through a bug ripping through our team um, in 97, um, we were we were sort of slapped aside, uh, three points deducted, and it cost us our Premier League status. Um, but it just seems that... Uh, it, it just seems that... Some clubs have taken advantage of of the current um, Omicron virus sweeping through the country and have had games called off when really they they shouldn't have done. The bigger clubs who've got huge, massive squads, you know, they're doing it to suit themselves. Now, I don't know. I don't know whether... That was Blackpool's case. I don't know um, whether or not they were deliberately trying to get it called off because they had a crisis, but it wasn't a COVID crisis. Uh, it was it was injuries and suspensions, which every every league team goes through at uh, some some stage in a season. Um, we've had crises before when it comes to the number of players. Uh, out and we've had to field um, youngsters or or players playing in an unnatural position because that's all we've got. You, you, you can't go about just calling players off, uh, calling games off. Sorry, because of injury. Um, so I, I was I was really pleased that the game 
uh, went ahead. And I thought Blackpool played quite well, actually. I was surprised um, when, uh, because of, we were told how, how decimated their first team would be, how well they played. Uh, and although I was disappointed when they equalised late on, I thought, to be fair, a point was fair enough because they had showed, they had showed a, a, a great spirit and a great endeavour in the game. Um, and I thought they deserved a point. Saying that, a couple of minutes later, we go up and snatch the winner. I'm not going to argue with that. No, I'm not going to argue with that at all. Take three points, go away, have a drink on the bus on the way home. Exactly. Um, you know, I think I think the, the bit that surprised me the most about this whole COVID scenario that Blackpool tried to create, when they brought their team out, I think they only made two changes. From their from their previous game on, uh, I don't I don't think they played Boxing Day, so I think it was the game before that. But um, you know, he made two changes, so I didn't see what the big deal was. I know they had to name a couple of youngsters on the bench, but everybody's had to do that. We've had to do that this season. Well, we, so. we we we've we've not been able to fulfil the full quarter of our substitutes uh, in previous games. So yeah, but game still goes ahead. Exactly, you know, we we did. We didn't, we didn't cry off as, you know, someone stubbed the toe at home or whatever it is. You know what I mean? We, 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 we got on with it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, glad, it, I'm glad it happened. I'm, I'm glad because, obviously, it was the same amount, you know, same time of year where our game at Blackburn was postponed. Um, I saw a post from Anthony Vickers about it. Obviously, he brought up the old, um, the old uh, headlines and stories that were written about it. Um who, by the way, has wrote a really good book. So if you want to buy that book, do buy it. Um, I know it's not Chris anymore, but it'll be in it. he's got a few left, so get in touch with him. Um, yes, I've got a copy. And yeah, he's you know it, it brought you know we got penalised for it. So why aren't all these other clubs getting penalised for it? I just don't get I just don't get how injuries is being brought into it, or because a few COVID cases are popping up in squads, but. That's my rant over. Um, John, I'll come to you. Um, what do you think I'll about the whole situation? There's no clarity. That's the problem. If they come out and say, if you get seven COVID cases in your squad, or eight, or nine, or ten, or whatever, if they come out and specify your number, and then that club obviously has to prove that, which the which they would do, then the fans would be okay with that. But what what is the rule? I, I, like you said, they made, I looked on their Twitter page after they released the team and their fans were saying, I thought we had a, a massive injury crisis and a COVID crisis. It was two or three changes. So, you know, like they're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, not specifically Blackpool. This isn't a criticism of them. But I think in general, in the Premier League, miraculously, Newcastle's two, two of Newcastle's best players get injured last week. Next two games are caught, uh, called off. So we need the EFL and the Premier League to come out and say, right, if you have seven cases of, for example, seven cases of COVID in your squad, you can call a game off. Nothing to do with injuries. doesn't matter if you've got 10 injuries. No game should be called off for injuries. I agree. That's I what totally you've got agree. a squad for. That's what you've well, got John, a squad for. John, I don't know whether you saw um, Tony Mowbray's uh, sort of thoughts on, uh, on the current situation. Because obviously he had a game on Boxing Day 
uh, called off two hours before kickoff. Uh, and he, he just said, you know, that the EFL rules say you've got to test the day before. He said, but clubs are now testing on the day of the game, twice a day. And like he said, it's almost as if they're, they're looking, they're looking for cases so they can, they can call their game off. It's, yeah, you're right, there should be clarity. There should be um, a cut-off point where testing finishes um, and the number of cases of, uh, of your named squad, uh, a, a percentage of those players um, tested positive, then the game can't go ahead. But there isn't, there isn't no... There's no hard and fast rule. Something else is concerning as well, John. Uh, Blackburn's game at Hull was called off, I think it was about one o'clock in the afternoon on Boxing Day. So say, for example, we were going all the way down to Bournemouth and the game was called off at one o'clock. They've got, to, they've got to have a rule in place that says, right, these COVID cases have got to be confirmed by, I don't know, eight o'clock on the morning of the game. Because... Fans travel. I know. I know it's not particularly far from Blackburn to Hull, but that 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 doesn't matter. People have took a day off work or done whatever they've done to plan for that. Spent it with the kids or whatever. You should not be getting anywhere near a ground and the game's called off for COVID. It's the it's a shambles. It's an absolute shambles. Well, that's what that's what Mugger was saying. The the DFL rules state that um, you know you, you've got to test the day before a game. So, so that's it. Then you, from them, from those tests the day before the game, you know the number of negative and positive results. But like he said, why are they doing it on the day? Why are they doing it twice on the day? You know, once in the morning, once just after lunchtime. Why are they doing that? Because it, it, it's as if you, you you you're asking for cases to to show themselves so that you can then ring the EFL up and say, "I've got so many cases." I'm going to have to call the game off. Um, yeah, you're right. Clarity, um, a, a hard and fast rule put in place. Um, but as, 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 as far as I'm aware, I don't think there's been any clarity yet, has there? Not that I've seen. No, there hasn't. I mean, and the most ironic thing about it all, I mean, the AFL took out the rule of um, testing on the day of games to obviously avoid what happened with Hull and Blackburn, because I think that's where that postponement came from. There was a couple of COVID cases that came through on that morning. Um, so that stops that. But then the Blackpool manager is now saying, well, we should be testing on the day. I just feel I just feel like he's going back on what he said, because before the, the game against us, he was saying we shouldn't be testing on the day because this is bringing up what the, the postponements are for. You know, you can't, you can't put one foot in one camp and put one foot in the other. You can't have two opinions on this. You, you've got to be one side or the other for me. You, he, I, I just feel that he's he's digging himself a hole because he he knew he could have got away with it. He never. And they lost the game because of it. And, you know, that, that's not that's not our problem. That's his. He, he hasn't dealt with it properly. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I ran over. But, um, so... Quick, quick one, JD. Who was your man of match from uh, from Blackpool? Because it was a cracking, cracking, cracking atmosphere, um, cracking game, and uh, I say a cracking winner from Duncan Watmore. Yeah, um, 
I'll I'll go Isaiah Jones purely and simply because he was um, key in both goals. Mm-hmm. He he generally sort of give their back back line a torrid time. Um, so yeah, and and you're right. The atmosphere was absolutely oh, crazy, and um, even at nil nil, you know, the great atmosphere. There's been quite a few fans who got to Blackpool early to, uh, to how we say, set themselves up for the game. Um, quite, a, quite a number staying over. So the atmosphere was fantastic. Three, three and a half, was it three and a half thousand? Three, three, I'm not exa- exactly sure, but three and a half thousand Borough fans um, on the back of a good run in between Christmas, New Year. It was fantastic. And the way the match sort of played out, just pure drama. Uh, and the, the drama was, was in our favour because that last-minute goal just sent that flimsy stand rocking, didn't it? It was superb. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> it, showed, it showed the aftermath because there was a few people that stayed in that hotel on the um, in the ground itself, you know, once it's attached to the ground, yeah. Some people took pictures morning after, and half the seats in that stand were gone <laughs> not because we'd nicked them, because they'd simply fell over and they were on the floor and they were everywhere. So it shows the absolute carnage that was in that away end, um, following that, that late winner and and the scenes that ensued. My, my god, my like. It's it's what you live it's what you live for it's what you go away games for for me that's them moments. Well, last minute winners are always good, but when it's an injury time winner to shut up the fans who are, are celebrating an injury time equaliser, singing you're not singing anymore. We get that and we just go, uh, you know, just pure pure elation, pure passion, pure joy. It was fantastic. Exactly. John, who was your man of the match? I think Isaiah Jones. I think he was, he was superb. Two good assists. Man, I think he's, he's, his work rate superb. He's defensively, I've, he's become a more aware and a massive improvement in him. Uh, yeah, for me, Isaiah Jones. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go full house. I thought, I thought Isaiah Jones. He's come on so much. From from the player that we saw coming under Warnock, we knew he was a, a you know a decent talent. Talent. I know. I know. Chappie doesn't agree. I think he, he's still not a fan of him. But um, it, the way he's come on under Wilder, it's, it's like he's found a new position. And all this talk of Jed Spence coming back, it's disappeared because he's made that position his own. Because and it, 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 he's thriving because he knows how to do both. Both tasks, I suppose, go going backwards and coming forwards. He knows that we're doing both and, and balance it well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you too. I think Isaiah Jones was uh, was my man of the match by a long, long way. And that's not saying the others played bad. That just shows how good he really did play on 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 Wednesday night. But just before we talk about Mansfield, go, go on. I was just going to say just a quick point. He's flying at the start of the season. And then was brought out of the team. Why you would bring out a young player whose confidence must be through the roof that was playing really well? The fans couldn't understand why he was taking out the team at the time. Wilder, obviously, if he's playing well enough, he's staying in that team. If you're flying like that, 
You want to be playing every week, every minute, whether you're 18, 19, 20 or 37. So I'm, I'm so happy that he's playing him and starting him every week. If you're playing well, you stay in that team, son. I think that was yeah. one of those decisions, wasn't it, that Warnock, we all went, eh? And I think that's like I think that's one of the decisions you were saying, JD, that we didn't quite understand because he's been he's been brilliant for me this year, John. Yes, I mean, and um, he's he's always been good going forward, but his um, his all round game has improved. Uh, we know we know we we can sorry we know what he can do when he's. Running at the defence, um, he's tricky, he's pacey, but like John added, he's he, he's put a bit more into his game defensively now and positionally, um, and that's certainly come under Wilder. Yeah, he's he's put the work, he's put the work in Wilder. I think he's recognised that we've got our talent in our hands, and he's building them up properly. And it's it's showing on the pitch because his performances seem to be getting better and better, um, which is amazing to see. And hopefully that continues as the season goes on and we continue to develop as a squad. But quickly before I go on to the preview of the Mansfield game, um, which is one of my favourite weekends of the year, by the way, third round weekend, absolutely third round weekend. The game against Sheffield United eventually got postponed. But why did it take? Um, I'll let either one of you jump in on this one. Why did it take a 20th positive COVID case for the AFL to finally decide, actually, yeah, we better just we better postpone this? Because we didn't say it was injuries. We had purely COVID issues. I mean, we had was it was it 10, 11 players were gone, nine staff were gone. You know, why did it take positive test number 20 for the AFL to decide we need to postpone this game? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, it, it, it baffled me um, because we surely would have wanted that game to go ahead. We were we were we were banging form. We um, we, we had well we left players out of Blackpool. Now we don't know whether or not that was as a result of them not feeling well and. And and hence possible um, effects of um, picking up the uh, COVID, but I don't think it was to our advantage to call the game off. Other than the fact that our playing uh, squad had been decimated, like you say, uh, ten players um, going down. Was it ten or nine? Anyway, I think it was ten. Nine, nine out of a twenty-five man squad. There's, there's like thirty-five percent, thirty-six percent of your playing stuff. Um, very, uh, very good maths. That well done. It's uh, just well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just checking it was right. <laughs> Go on then, tell me, uh, was it right or wrong? Yeah, right. No, no, I'm not really. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know why we. Why initially it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't allowed to be postponed, and why that like you say that extra that extra positive test tipped us over the um, tipped us o- over the edge. Um, again, again, lads, 
I think they said since the 11th had at Blackpool, they tested positive for COVID. But forgetting the manager and the assistant manager and certain backroom staff, if you've got some backroom staff that are there that are part of that management team, I'll call them, and the players, you've only got, say, four or five players that are out, for example, let, it doesn't matter if the manager's there or not. Go there with the squad that you've got, and the manager can stay up, and his backroom staff can take over. The game shouldn't be called off for the backroom staff. It should just be limited to playing staff. All right, if every single one of the backroom staff are out, fair enough. But, you know, I don't think them should be added. And coming into the thinking of calling games off, because they're all going to be whinging at the end of the season when they've got four or five games to play in ten days. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, it, I mean, our intention, what, what I could see, I mean, when the, the statement came out, we wanted to play that game. I mean, Wilders even said, you know, I, I was putting shirts out, I was doing this, that and the other. I was covering for other people that couldn't be part of the, the, the setup and the preparation because they had COVID. But, but, but the thing that really, I suppose, really pissed me off was, um, was the fact that Sheffield United fans were saying we're using it as an excuse because they hadn't played a few games previously because they've had issues with COVID and then the split teams they've played have had issues. It's got nothing to do with it. We we genuinely had an issue where a COVID outbreak between a couple of players because there was rumours on last Wednesday that Sporar and Crooks played through it. Um, they, 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 were, they, they were playing through a couple of issues, Housen apparently missed out because of it, and it's gone through from there, and for them to say that we were using it as an excuse, I thought it was pretty poor of Sheffield's United, to be honest. This is, it's nonsense that you've got fans of that, that club saying that we bought it. Why would we bought it? We, we're absolutely flying. We would have done everything. If we, there's no way we would call that oh, game off if it wasn't really happening at the club and Lost you, John. He's gone. Um, well, he'll come back. Um, but no, he's absolutely right. I mean, why would we call that off because of um, because of COVID cases? I think we've got to turn back now. Do you want to carry on, John? Yeah, I think I've switched a little bit. Like, didn't we fly? My- wouldn't even consider calling that game off if it wasn't raining at the end everything possible before just say you put chef fields respect to them. It's all about us at the moment and we flat nonsense. John. John, um, I don't know about you, Steve. I couldn't hear John very well there. The, um, I don't know whether his Wi-Fi is uh, is, is weak, but uh, I get you just of what you're saying. Nah, there was no way. Yeah, there, there was, there, there was no way. There was no way that we wanted um, that game called off. In my opinion, it, it just seemed to, um, it just seemed to be a, a, a sudden cluster of cases. Now, when you saw the, uh, when you saw the celebrations at the end of the Blackpool game, you just wondered to yourself, I wonder how that happened. Yeah. As the, as, as the guy in the yellow jacket give it to everyone um, <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be getting the play in the poor lad um, 
But no, I, I, it just really annoyed me that I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I was disappointed that it was a call off because I was looking forward to it. It was going to be a good day, good day out with, with all the fans that were going. I think we sold was it two and a half thousand tickets for the game. But for them to say that we we have to get a twentieth positive test just to call it off, I just thought that was a bit baffling. And I thought that was a bit stupid, to be honest. But you know, yeah, rant over. Um, I've said that a few times now. Haven't I? Um, right, Mansfield. There's a few games people look out for in the fixtures when they come up. This is one of them. Everybody looks for third round cup day. It's it's a part and parcel of this our English tradition. You know, you look for the first game of the season, the last game of the season, Boxing Day, and third round of the cup. That's the three I that's that's for three. Wow, that's the four I look for, and. Hopefully, COVID permitting, all that, I can be there on Saturday. Fingers crossed. But JD, you looking forward to Mansfield Saturday? I am. I am. I'm a little bit disappointed that it's a twelve fifteen kickoff, but uh, we'll deal with that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think we'll see uh, see a few changes, obviously. Um, but it's. Yeah, it's, it's FA Cup third round here, yeah. It's it's special. Um, and Mansfield are going to be a tough opponent because uh, they're, they're on a, like a fantastic run of games. They've, um, they've, they've done really well over the last eight to ten games and uh, it's not going to be easy. No, it's not. It's not going to be easy at all. It's, uh, like you said, I mean, we've, we, we had a look at... Um... The stats for Mansfield um, before we came on and say they've only lost one, once in the last 10 games won the last five including a cup game they were 2-0 down to Hartlepool in their last game I think it was, it was on Boxing Day 1-3-2 um, so they've got a hell of a run going that, that obviously leads them into into Saturday um, but you were saying there JD you were expecting a few changes what kind of changes are you expecting on Saturday I mean I know we don't know who's going to be fit, who's not going to be fit. But, but is this a game where you bring in the fringe players, such as, I don't know, your Pierros? Um, you, you know, would you bring Nathan Wood into this game? You know, he's back in the contention now. He's, uh, his loan spell officially up. Well, um, we could, I, I think we could see changes up top. I think we could see um, uh, Coburn start. Uh, first. I, I think that might be a change we could. Um, and congrats on his uh, contract, by the way. He's uh, he's worked hard for that. Um, yeah, I, could, I can see Coburn starting. Uh, I can see Piero starting. Um, not sure about Nathan Wood, um, but we, we'll see. We'll see a few changes. Luke Daniels possibly in goal and um, leave, uh, or even Solbrin, you know, yeah. uh, back back from his loan spell. Uh, to give him uh, a, a taste of first team action, but yeah, I think we'll see uh, a few changes. I don't think that's um, uh, sort of devaluing the FA Cup. I just think it's it's using the squad wisely. We we, we should still have enough to beat Mansfield, uh, and fingers crossed we do. Yeah, I mean, I'll come back to you in a minute, JD, because you're going to pull some stats up for me on how we fed cup, third round cup, cup of the cup. Um, but John, I'll come to you. What, how are you feeling about uh, the prospect of Mansfield on Saturday? 
it's been devalued the cup competitions, but not for me. Saturday is what the cup's all about. We're we're not we're not a giant, so to speak, but we're a big club com- compared to Mansfield. That's not not meant in this disrespectful way. It's a big game for them, and they'll be thinking that they can beat us. They're on a good run of form. They've got a. A manager who was well respected throughout the game, whose father was superb in Nigel Clough and Brian Clough. Yeah, uh, it's a potential banana skin for us. Uh, there'll be a few. There will be a few changes. Obviously, it's COVID dependent of what we've got available as well. But I fully, even if the squad was fully fit, I expect quite a lot of changes for a cup game. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a big game, and you, I mean, we could say, look, it'll be better for us if we don't want a massive cup run because we're not going to win it, blah, blah, blah. But it's the romance of the cup. You win them games, you get the quarterfinals. Boost confidence in the squad. And it's about keeping a winning run going. It's an important game for me. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's, like, like I said in the intro, it's, it's one of the games you look for. Um, you always see when the third round of the cup is. So you can start planning on you know where you're going to be first weekend in January because yeah it's 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 part of English football and uh, it's one of the reasons why I never want to see a full winter break put in to our game because it just wouldn't work for me. But um I'll come back to you JD. Give me some give me some cup stats. How have we fared the last few seasons in the cup? Well last two we've been sort of knocked out in round three. Um uh it, it's it, you're going back for, for what uh, the 2016-17 season when we had a decent one, got the quarter final. Um, I mean, <laughs> only a few years ago, Steve, me and you remember this very well. We drew with Newport at home, yeah, uh, and then we went away to Newport. Um, and I think it was um, biblical weather time down there, wasn't it? It was torrential rain in an open stand, uh, and we got absolutely soaked to the skin and I don't mean just wet literally soaked to the skin uh, and witnessed a pathetic 2-0 defeat under Tony Pulis in which a few fans um, showed their anger towards a couple of the players um, so yeah um, it, like I said quarter final in 2016-2017 in when we were last in the premiership uh, other than that we've been knocked out fairly cheaply it was Man City, wasn't it? It was Guardiola's only win against the Borough, that one. There yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, got beat 2 0 there. Um, but you the camera. It, t- it was live, wasn't it? Live on telly yes. as well. Yes, it was um, early kickoff on the Saturday as well. But like what it is this weekend. But yeah, I remember I remember Newport, my God. Um, I, it, it's the first time I've seen our bus, John, turn into a full on um, like, po- like portable dryer. Because the amount of clothes I saw come up <laughs> that we just put places because we were absolutely soaked was ridiculous because we were absolutely yeah. drenched that day. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 and there was no escaping it really, was there? No, no, because um, all the early arrivers got all the seats <laughs> and we just got, um, which didn't mind because, um, you know, got, you know, got us a good view of the game. I suppose I did mind when I saw the game, but um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was it was a really wet day. But um, obviously we've gone through we've gone through what we think the team might be. Um, I'm, I'm praying that I can go praying to the COVID gods. But um, John, I'll start with you. Um, score prediction. 
I'll go 2-1. Who's your first goal scorer? I'm going to go left field here, Grant Hall. Oh. There you go. We need a bookie sponsor, I think. I need to get some odds on that. Right, so there you go, 2 1, Grant Hall. JD? Um, it's, it's got to be decided, hasn't it, on the day? Yeah, um, yeah. no replays. I, I think um, I, I'm not going to. No, listen, 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 no, listen, listen, yeah. I think it might be 1 1 and we'll win on penalties. Oh, God. That means me turning around for the full lot then. Uh, um, 2 0 Borough, Payero get a goal. It seems to be Mansfield's one of them grounds where the, the, you know one of our players who doesn't score often gets a goal. Look at Lee Dongook. So, yeah, you know, Piero, I think he'll get the goal. Get us onto the way to the fourth round, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, I can be there. So hopefully, they'll let me, which would be good. But um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll get we'll get that out to people. We'll get people starting on that as well. But um, and that's us done. Another hour's gone. Another another week of talking absolute rubbish. Um. It's, 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 come, it's come to an end. I thank you so much to you both for, for joining me, for, for popping on. Uh, it's been a good chat. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I have enjoyed it. You know, we, we give ourselves a few a few weeks off to uh, to concentrate on uh, the holiday period. But, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. And thank you very much, uh, Steve. No, thank and you. And John. No, no, no. Yes, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for so much for subscribing. Um, we are getting on more um, uh, platforms as well. Um, had an email come through from Amazon putting us as a as a key sub, um, key platform um, subscriber to us. So that's good. Um, so yeah, we'll keep building and we'll keep we'll keep growing. Uh, send your thoughts in. You want to get involved? If you want to come on and talk to us, you know, feel free. You know, it's not it's not an exclusive club. Um, you know, we don't bite, we don't we don't yell at you, kind of. Um so yeah, get yourself involved and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. So cheerio, Arriva Dirty, be seeing you. Cheers, lads, all the best, up the butter. Up the butter.